HR After Hours. Well, all right. Welcome to yet another Armageddon edition of <laughs> HR After Hours podcast. Mm. Hannah Hampton, how the heck are you today? I mean, <laughs> I kind of, uh, I'm not sure how to answer this question anymore, but I'm fine considering uh, the, the Armageddon we're living in right now. So how are you? You know, I'm pretty good. Uh, Michael Stipe will not return my calls to see if we can use REM since the end of the world is our <laughs> new theme song. But my goodness, there's been um, it's been a crazy, well, it's been a crazy year to say the least. It's just like one thing after another after another. I'm going to let you start off. I know uh, we got a little bit of, well, definitely some, some sad news in uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're listening in the way future, this is not new news, but uh, we recently learned of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who brought to life uh, King T'Challa from Black Panther and brought to life many, many other amazing characters. And he passed away at the young, young age of 43 of colon cancer, which I have to say... um, it was, I was kind of surprised at how hard I took the news, um, but I also feel like part of it is he seemed like such a cool person and such an important, he brought such an important uh, superhero to life. Um, I know we talk about nature, representation, diversity, and inclusion, and this uh, the fact that he brought Black Panther to life on the screen so that many, many kids, many people could see themselves up there as a superhero. So... Uh, rest in power, rest in peace. It's a sad day. I know. I know. It's it's one of those things. I, I took it really hard, but I, I it kind of made me feel better going online and seeing probably millions of people who took it really hard. And somebody I follow on Instagram shared a little why. You know, why do we get sad about people we never met? And just the various pieces of it, like hey, it helps. It you know, it's bringing up death. You know, death is sometimes hard for people to to uh, accept and it brings up you know just what they meant their characters meant to us what they meant to us on the screen so it's just one of those things where um you know i felt like i was it was a sad weekend it's one of those things where i am definitely becoming much more aware of things like representation and i i'm one of those people that i know there are a lot of random things that just happen but i also believe uh, for us individually, a lot of things happen for a reason. I had just watched the night before mm. the uh, segment of the Netflix documentary about uh, gaming, video games, uh, called High Score. In oh. the episode where they're talking about sports games and how you know they started to grow and change. And then they t- talk about the history of Madden. One of the uh, engineers and game designers, he was talking about how the game, when it was first designed, could only do one default skin color. Mm. And even though about 80 percent of the players in the NFL were black, that the default skin tone of the players in the video game was or white. And the year that he led the team, his Mm. uh, addition was the first one where they changed the default color back to black. That was the first time that there had been representation in a video game, a popular video game. And he Mm -hmm. talked about how much that meant to him. And not not only to do it, but just to see it actually occur and happen that, I mean, even when he's telling this story 25 years later, you could see it in his face that it was 
it was groundbreaking to not only be on the project, but to see that change occur. It took it, it, it went to his core of all the things, he, some of which he didn't even realize he felt when he was younger. So it was, mm-hmm. it was just a big snippet of this 45 minute episode. Wow. And it, it was very powerful to see how much it impacted this individual. But it was a huge deal for him just to be yeah. in a video game. And then you're talking about a great actor who did things like also produce and and star in Marshall to make sure Mm -hmm. it's made. You know, my theory is the reason sometimes we are impacted by people that we don't know, uh, the loss of them. I think in this case with him, for me, and obviously I can't speak for you, and I know I tend to sometimes, and it makes you want to punch me in the face. From what we know, Mm -hmm. he was one of the few really great people. You know, someone that was actually putting others in front of himself and taking his limited time in the spotlight to make an impact and help others and to bring that Marvel character to life, which is what he's uh, to sell all those tickets and fill those seats. And I mean, you're right. The kids that could identify to really see that superhero. And the other thing, you know, I I have been obviously watching a lot of clips of him and, and just, he just seems so humble uh, when he spoke with his fans and his, uh, there was a clip from uh, Jimmy Fallon where he surprised, they had people talking to the Black Panther poster about what it meant to them and he surprised them and he was so humble. And another clip I saw where he was talking about these two kids who were battling cancer, terminal cancer, and what it meant to them um, having, you know, Black Panther out there. And, you know, he, he teared up and, you know, obviously it hits a little differently now knowing that he himself was battling, you know, a privately cancer while all of this was happening. It just, what a guy he was too. Like strong enough, I, I can't even imagine being in a superhero movie, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of physical fight scenes and whatnot that he had to do, but doing all of that while having surgeries and chemo and everything else, and it just it's just unbelievable. And and I recommend everyone to spend some time when you're watching these clips because they definitely I teared up. I was like, is somebody cutting an onion in here? <laughs> um, he has left a, a legacy of some amazing characters on the screen. President Obama had had said, you know, just basically commented on what a good use of his years. You know, while it was short, 40, 43 years is not long enough, but what an amazing use of his years. And I have to agree with that completely. And he, he'll be missed. And unfortunately, we won't get to see... I feel like all of his talents and, and it's sad that uh, we won't get to see much more movies with him in it, but what a great use of his years. Our condolences to his family. Oh, yes. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to really doing a little bit of a deep dive myself into some of his work. And I, yes. I'm sure as people prepare for his death and more uh, memorials are placed, I know Robert Downey Jr. just did a good one. But I think we'll find out even more amazing things that he accomplished that he didn't share. Read a little bit more about his his life and his beginnings and how he got into acting. He was a basketball player and that was his passion. And death had affected him. That kind of the trail of how he became an entertainer. So it's just he he led an amazing life. And I think we're all better people because he was in, in it. Take some time and 
and and learn about him, appreciate what he brought to the world. So on a, I want to call this a lighter note, but I, I'm going to try to take something that I find slightly distressful uh, and make light of it because it, it's, I, I really at this point would not be surprised if aliens are either already running part of the world and living among us or have plans to hit the ground at any time soon because the 2020 is just the the year that just keeps on giving i think this is not the year to <laughs> mess with things you know i mean do you agree i mean i don't think we need to get dr frankenstein out or anything right now and see what kind of abominations rise sure. to rule the earth in the near future but uh file this under what the fuck but a new study in scientific reports explains how the university in Japan biologist Mr. Yamagata and his team took 88 nucleus-like structures from the muscle tissue of a woolly mammoth whose body was in tremendous oh, no. shape when they extracted her from the icy Siberian grave named Yuka. They put her preserved cells into the ovarian cells of a mouse. So, mm. oh, yeah. I've so, seen Jurassic Park, so I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So they, so what they did was they took the cells that control a mouse's uh, embryo, embryonic development, mm -hmm. and they were able to slightly reactivate mm -hmm. the mammoth cells when the mouse cell yeah. nuclei were incubated. While no cell division took place, Thank God, uh, <laughs> the ancient mammoth cells did begin some of the process needed before that can take place. So the the pre-cell division phase uh, up to a certain point happened and either it stopped on its own or maybe a wise scientist kicked the plug out from the wall. I don't Oops. know. But <laughs> literally, the, I, I, I mean... Uh, I just, I just don't think this is the year. Science this is not I, the year to try this. The year, am I right? So. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's it's that old saying. You know, it's um, it's not the question of if science can, but if science should. And I think this is not the year. You know, 2020. Let's do our best to get through the rest of the year. We are headed into September, at least when. When we're recording this, we're headed into September, so let's just try to write out the yes, blessed of the rest of the year. Oh, I can't talk. Try to write out the rest of the year and start fresh for 2021. Yeah, I mean, I know this is a long year. I mean, March does feel like it was 16 years ago. Certainly. But still, I think we're we're getting close enough. We're almost into September. That I just, I just think we should hold off just a little bit longer before we start playing God with prehistoric animals. I just don't think now's the time. Can't they focus on like, let's just find a, a vaccine a cure? or a cure and not worry about woolly mammoths at this point. They're still going to be dead next year. It's still going to be the, like, there's no reason to do it today. Let's I, focus on COVID and getting that fucking thing fixed <laughs> and uh you know then we can focus on woolly mammoths next year so I'll, 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 i don't think our listeners have any idea 
how massive of Saturday Night Live fans you and I are. Huge. But, huge. But huge. I, huge, huge mistake. Huge. But I want to make a a little a little nod here to mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, and I'm just simply gonna put it like this. Really, Japan? Really? Mm-hmm. Is now the time really? that we want to yeah. do this with the man instead of maybe? Really, do we? Um, but yeah, I just think it's going to pause. But speaking of, you know, 2020 being the gift that keeps on giving, we mm-hmm. have yet another gift that just can't stop giving. And I almost think it's time it should because it's no longer as much fun. It's almost getting a little too serious. Yeah. Let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, sure. <laughs> and I, I groan just because McDonald's. Come on. I, I uh, da, 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 da. seriously. I I'm actually, loving it. You are loving this, aren't you? I'm really um, not. Go ahead. Well, I feel like every time we record, there's something new. And right now, the new the new thing is uh, now McDonald's is investigating the HR department uh, as part of its probe into the whole deal, the dealio. Did that just age me? The whole deal with CEO Steve Easterbrook. So now uh, they're looking into the HR department. So it just seems like um, if this is, I don't want to say it's a comedy of errors, but this whole him being ousted um, has just created a whole uh, just storm derecho of, uh, just kidding, of, of shit for that company. And especially for those of you, and I'm, I'm assuming all of our listeners are really, you know, clued into HR news, but man, it seems like every week we've got a new HR headline with McDonald's and now the HR department is being investigated. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's so much here and I know that I don't want to go way deep into conspiracy theories and they have not given uh, uh, much information on what specifically, I mean, obviously they're saying that HR didn't react properly or or Mm -hmm. investigate fully, but I mean, but if you remember, their their Chiro or whatever had been fired in this time frame as well. Like right around the time Steve Easterbrook uh, left McDonald's, they had fired the HR VP of HR, whatever it was. But it just seems like oof, a lot of stuff is ha- a lot of stuff is happening underneath the surface. Yeah. So you had the uh, global chief people officer David mm-hmm. Fairhurst was fired for cause in November. Mm-hmm. So remember, Easterbrook was fired without cause and given that $37 million plus to uh, jump out or parachute, golden parachute. Mm-hmm. And then um, November, David Fairhurst was fired for cause. So it was right after, but they said it had nothing to do with the right. Easterbrook case, or at least that's what they're saying now. But it was actually, his termination came the day after McDonald's announced it had fired uh, Easterbrook mm-hmm. for having it. But here's the thing is they don't give us a reason for Fairhouse terminate or Fairhurst termination the day after and fired him with cause. But then they said, you know, we're firing Easterbrook without cause for having a relationship with an employee. Mm-hmm. So right. it's kind of like that makes McDonald's kind of sense if you have your Ron McDonald's secret decoder ring on. But the, the thing is... I, the reason I can't have fun with this right now, and, and mm-hmm. maybe I will on the next chapter when we see 
what specifically i mean obviously hr had information that uh, now the company is saying they didn't do enough with it right but my goodness i mean first off in your hr you've got to you've got to fully investigate everything you've got to protect your people you've got to protect the business but it is so tough and this isn't a defense for hr but the higher you're investigating up the ladder Mm-hmm. That's when more people tend to swing by your office and give you their two cents on the investigation. You go, know, I can't really discuss <laughs> that with you, but they all kind of give you the wink, wink, nudge, not nudge where they think the investigation is heading, depending on the business you're in. Let me not put such a, a blanket there. Right. I have seen both. I have seen HR go after the top dog successfully. Sure. Um with a, a company because the CEO ultimately still wasn't the one. You could still go above the CEO with your findings. And if it if a small, a strong business owner or board will do what's best for the company if they're good at what right. they do, right? Sure. But I have seen where operations jumps in to the middle of things and intimidates HR Oof. at a much lower level uh, and then it increasing up the ladder. So it's that's where it becomes this. It's not a slippery slope because it's still investigate and do the right thing. But then you go from just doing your job to really putting your neck out there and putting your livelihood at risk. Now, granted, if you get fired for that, you can come back and, and sue the company. But who really wants to do that? There's, you know, it's such a litigious society as it right. is. But I'm going to talk in circles. So, Hannah, can you take this mess I threw out there and see if you can do anything with it? Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, my advice on this is just it's I've had to say this many times to people, but I've pulled the you know, I can't talk about this. Uh, I've had somebody, you know, come. I, you, you have people come to you and want to get information out of you like, oh, I heard this happened. Oh, oh, I heard this or that. And, you know, I always say pull that pull that HR card and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so, I really, you know, you know, I like you, I enjoy working with you, but I can't talk about that. It's not appropriate. And that's the card I would pull no matter, no matter the level that somebody is in. I know it's scary, but I feel like, I think the beauty of being in HR is, you know, those laws backwards and forwards and know how illegal retaliation is and uh, all, all the protections that you have that even though people still are afraid, um, you can still have that behind you. So I pull the card of, you know, I can't talk about this and leave it at that because I think we all, you know, we're human and, and, and we all make mistakes and and mistakes can happen in investigations, which probably happened a lot in this McDonald's investigation. Maybe. I don't know. I'm totally speculating, but we have to do our best to give a fair, as fair of a shake at the investigation as a human can do. So that's, you know, that's really all I want to say about that because I'm not there at McDonald's. I don't, I don't know anybody in McDonald's HR, so I wouldn't have any insiders look to it, but I, I, you know, I feel bad for everybody in this whole, in this whole conundrum because I have to say it's probably sucks right now. And with the world being the way it is with COVID, uh, those are some additional stresses that I wouldn't want to have on my plate. So it is what it is. Like I said, we'll find out if, if there was any wrong direction given in upper leadership in the HR department to interfere with the investigation. Right. And maybe or, that's why that guy's gone is that he said, you know what, I've got this and let me handle it. And 
brushed it under the rug. I don't know. That could have happened. I don't understand why he was fired without cause when he is now saying his one response that I'm aware of to this this lawsuit. And remember, this is a clawback lawsuit. And so most companies of this size do have something like that with the CEO. So maybe maybe someone came in and said, why did we act so hastily and fire him without cause and throw $37 million in his bank account? Mm -hmm. And so this could all be just a matter of executing that clawback, getting that $7 million back. Because here's what I will tell you. If I it was furloughed by McDonald's because of COVID, mm -hmm. And this guy got $37 million where he's dipping his McNuggets and everyone's hot and spicy sauce. I would call, I would fully declare shenanigans and <laughs> threaten uh, to sue McDonald's myself. And I've never sued anyone in my life. Yeah. So I think we really, we could sit here and spend 45 minutes speculating right. and not be uh, right 1%. Or we could speculate and probably hit what's going on. But to say that this is going to be more fun when we have some facts of where the where things were uh, poorly executed or the ball was dropped or someone was told to put the ball away, lock it up and shut the hell up. That's when this will become, I think, a little more fun to discuss. But, you know, I hope HR wasn't thrown under the bus. But I guess if we're going to do a lesson, I'll give my take and then we'll, let you, we'll wrap up with yours. My lesson is simply this. If you're investigating something like this and you're either feeling intimidated or that you're just overwhelmed, this is this. there's nothing wrong for asking help from your department. Even if you're doing it for CYA purposes, if you right. feel like you're possibly going to end up being a scapegoat on this in the future, whatever it is, because I just feel like, you know, in my, if I was the person involved in this and there's a reason it wouldn't be me because I don't have the talent or the knowledge, I would quickly run and say, um, I think this needs to be a group project because I don't, otherwise right. I don't think I'll have a job in, in 90 days. But regardless, this is one of those things where you have to do uh, a thorough vetting of everything you come across and just continue to follow every branch that comes about and every split and keep going and use resources. And I've heard you say this a million times, Hannah, but my God, you got to write, write down what you need to write down. But don't write down anything you're not willing to share in front of a judge. Exactly. Exactly. I always say if you, if you do the right thing all the time, you're never going to be in any trouble. Okay. So just, Make sure, especially if you're in a situation where you're feeling intimidated or scared about doing something, get elevated, get some help on it, get a partner in this. I know that I've done that in past lives and especially when I was in bigger HR departments where I feel like I was it was going to be a big, big uh, deal where I needed a little more support and help. Don't be afraid to ask for that help so you've got you know, you've got that additional person, that additional just mind, that additional person to bounce ideas off of, get a partner, talk to your boss. But again, if you're doing the right thing, if you always do your best to do the right thing, it's not going to be hard to, you know, keep your story straight because it's the right thing. Uh, so just uh, do right. <laughs>